Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Nancy Liu on the line, and she is the CEO and co-founder over at Implug. Nancy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Implug and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? I would say that my entrepreneurial story started when I was a kid. So I grew up in rural China where there was no running water. My parents immigrated to the U.S. and I came along with them. And so when we were first in the U.S., we were really poor, didn't have any money. We lived in subsidized housing. I was on the free lunch program. Uh, and so for my family, it's like if I wanted anything, I needed to figure out my, how to make money to make that happen. And so the first thing I learned to make money from was actually piano. So my parents bought me a piano for $100 at a garage sale, and I started taking piano lessons. And from the piano lessons, I realized I, I enjoy piano, and I can actually win money by competing in piano competitions and talent competitions. And so I started doing that when I was, you know, fourth grade, uh, because I remember back in the time, Beanie Babies were all the rage. Uh, my parents couldn't afford to get me one. I really wanted Beanie Babies. So I literally went to these piano competitions. Um, so that was, you know, elementary school, and then in middle school, I started teaching piano, and I would uh, post basically on Craigslist um, that I was offering piano lessons, and I started getting students, and I figured out how to market myself, um, and so this is my teenage years now. Uh, I remember I would, you know, upsell if you, if you wanted me to drive to your home to teach you piano, I would add on additional charges, and so... You know, with, with Implug, you know, we're a subscription business. So I learned when I was, you know, like 14, 15, I can upsell and, you know, get people to pay me on a monthly recurring basis for piano lessons. And so that was literally the, the earliest phase. And so I think that mentality of just taking, making use of any skills I had to try and monetize it, that was built in really early on. So by the time I was in college, I was also doing the same thing, except instead of piano now, this time around, it was just building all sorts of gadgets and random business ideas. Uh, so I was at UC Berkeley, and at Berkeley, there's brilliant students, and I would just convince a lot of the students to work with me on building random projects, everything ranging from uh, these Arduino computer chips that allow the lamp to turn on and off based on how bright it was outside. And then this uh, uh, safety app that we built, and I showed it to the university, and the university gave me $10,000 for it, for what was only like two days of work. And so that was kind of the, all right, let's, let's keep going. And then eventually just starting more and more projects, and then finally uh, my first company, which I was during my senior year. 
Wow, that is amazing. You just blew my mind. Like I didn't I didn't I've done a lot of interviews and and you threw me off. Like I thought you were gonna say maybe you sold gum or you did this or candy at school. When you said, Well, I found out I can make a lot of money in playing piano, I'm like, Wait, how old were you? And then you told me your age, that's unbelievable. <laughs> like Thanks. people so, that I, young, you know, people that young don't put I know you didn't. That's the funny part about it. You're like, oh yeah, well I can play the piano. Let me go. Let me go enter competitions. That's a great way to make money. No, that's not how most people don't start. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank <laughs> yeah, you. that's Thank that's you. a new one for me. I love it. Um, so and that, and then I I love though seriously how you how you transitioned and it, it, it looks to me like you you were definitely an opportunist. And so when you were in college doing the same thing and building and really collaborating, I mean that's all, that's an amazing story of an entrepreneur. Um, that being said, so there's some younger, let's say, would-be entrepreneurs, or maybe they're just graduating college and they're on their first or second business. What kind of advice would you give them on starting their first uh, enterprise? Yeah. I would say just go and start it. Uh, for me, I never really dwelt too long on the idea itself. I realized that there's so many good ideas out there that the best way to pursue something and to try it out is literally just to start building it by yourself or find people to build it with you. And even if you don't find people to build it with you, just build it yourself. Um, and so the reason I say this is because for both of my companies that I started, for Inflag and for the biotech company, I literally met my co-founder and 45 minutes later said, let's start building this and let's start working together. And both companies are still successfully operating today. And I, I think it's the mentality that if you are just to be a doer and just try to start testing things out, that will get you so much farther along faster uh, to see if something's going to work out or not, rather than you know really dwelling on the idea um, trying to look for other people to validate it. But the best way to validate the business is to talk to potential customers. And if it's not potential customers that are uh, saying yes or no, then it's not relevant. Uh, you know. So I just tell everyone, just dive right in. No, I love it. I love that advice. Uh, talk to potential customers. If they're not the ones saying yes or no, then it's not relevant. That's the, that's going to that's going on the um, on the podcast Twitter quote of the day today. Uh, ask Adam Torres. <laughs> I love that one. It's, right. it's not relevant. Right. If they're not clients, then it's yeah. They're not the clients saying yes or no. It's not relevant. I love that. Um, Nancy, let's change it up a bit. I want to get a little bit more into what you're doing over at Implug. Um, so I see here Implug's the number one open software for digital displays. Let's get more into what you're doing and your vision for the company and how you're helping your clients, please. All right. Sounds good. I love talking about Implus. We help our customers with their employee and client engagement. So what does that mean? So our clients are everything ranging from mom and pop restaurants to retail stores to Fortune 500 companies. And they use our software to show and manage content on their digital displays. So, for example, uh, when you walk into YouTube's office, they've got this, all of their offices have these beautiful video wall screens that show their live social media feed. It'll show YouTube videos. Uh, and so they use our software to manage that content and show it. And so uh, one of the most fun things is when I randomly walk into a store or a restaurant and I see they have a screen and it's showing really cool content and I can tell that it's in plug that they're using. 
Uh, so for us, it's all about helping our clients improve their visual communication. Oh wow, that's really cool. Um, what are some what are some other uses for it? I just want to get a feel for if if somebody's driving in their car right now, they're listening and they're thinking, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Um, like, what are some other uses for the for the um, for the application? Yeah, absolutely. So for a lot of corporate offices, they use our software to show on the screen HR messages. They will use it to show their sales dashboard. And in the marketing areas, they will have screens that show their marketing metrics. And so our software just helps you show whatever kind of content, custom content you want on the screen, we can do it. Now, in my own home, I use Inplug. Uh, so I've got four screens at home using Inplug to show artwork. And so people actually think when they first come into my house, uh, there is a big screen in my uh, right when you enter in my entrance, and people actually thought that was like a poster. And then when they see the art <laughs> changing, they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's a screen!" And so uh, I use Inflight to even show that. And so we have all these different apps that allow our customers to easily show any kind of content. So we have a Slack app to show Slack messages. We have a Twitter app if you want to show different Twitter streams, and then of course we have an Arts app where we have a collection of fully licensed artwork that you can show. So what size companies do you typically work with? Um, is this only for large corporations or smaller businesses? Or you know, We work with all kinds of businesses. We have food trucks that use our software to show their menus. And we've got the Fortune 500 companies that use us, and they have thousands of screens that they're controlling. Uh, with our software to show all sorts of different news and videos and content. Oh wow, that's that's really cool. Um, so Nancy, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Mplug, what's the best way for them to follow up and connect? Yeah, they can visit our website at www.mplug.com, or they can follow us on social media on Twitter, which is just at Mplug, or Instagram, which is also at Mplug. Fantastic. Well, hey, Nancy, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and the great work you're doing over at Implug. And to the audience, as always, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And then, Nancy, thanks again for coming on the show. I had a great time. Thanks for having me.